Welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Anthony, and thank you all for joining us for today's episode. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Daniel and Shay. How are you guys? I'm very good. Is Daniel a ghost? I'm a ghost. Isn't that, the, isn't that Dracula? <laughs> I thought first it was Dracula, Dracula, but then as he kept extending some of his letters, I'm like, no, no, wait, I think it's a ghost no. of Dracula. And the ghost of Dracula. I, I had a little trouble. A little, little crossover. Will Dracula be a ghost? Why not? I don't think so. You He's already know, dead. But you don't know about like the the extra hi- hidden secrets. Right into this time with .com slash left. Let us know if Dracula could be a ghost. Yeah. If you're a <laughs> Draculologist, let us know. A Dracologist? Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Is that what they'd be? I think that's what they'd be called. I would, yeah. A Dracologist. Yeah. I'm scared to look up what a Dracolo- Dracologist is. Oh, it is a real word. They look for urinary tract infection. Oh, oh wow. Okay. That's a... Good for him, though. <laughs> As always, you can catch a new episode of the Movie Podcast every Monday across all your favorite podcast services. If you want to be part of the show and give us your comments, suggestions, and corrections, head over to thistimewith.com slash talk. Don't forget to follow us on the Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And always leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and join our Discord, which I did. You, you did? did join it, yes. I did join it, but no one. I said hi and no, no one said anything. <laughs> I, I told you to leave. <laughs> Uh, did you look up what the Dracology is? I did look up what a Dracologist is. is, yeah. Interesting. It's a study of mythology surrounding dragons. Oh. Isn't that dra- Dragonologist? No, that's you Dracologist. Would so. <laughs> you, would... you would think so. Interesting. But, uh, but a Dragonologist is actually one who studies Dracula. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little flipped around for some reason. A little confusing, but we, we'll run with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all those things I just said will be available in our show notes for all those links. Sounds so, good. Yeah, and then jo- please join Discord because I'm the only one there. <laughs> well, right now you are. Um, announcements. Reviews for uh, Borat's subsequent movie film. I know you guys, um, big Borat fans. I, I I have a trouble watching Borat films because for me, they are very awkward and I can't. You can't do the secondhand embarrassment, eh? Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I try to and it's just, it makes it I think super this, awkward. I think this one isn't as troubling as the last one. So I'd say if you could try to sit through, try it. I so I I watched the Giuliani part part, and I was like fast forward. Oh, <laughs> trying to like that much tension, you know? Like oh my god, that's so awkward. Yeah. Like how is this? How do they even pull it off? Like as actor, I guess he must have at that point when he when when whatever was happening at that point, yeah. Sasha running in must have thought, holy shit, what is he about to do? He must be sweating at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think too that's. It's inter- it's an interesting scene for sure, and I think him having his daughter, who is not a known person, that also helps opening the door to get into more interviews, and he could disguise himself as a camera person or a sound person, things like that. But right, I was watching he he did an actors roundtable last Ren year. Yeah, 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 yeah. with yeah. like Don Cheadle and Jim Carrey mm-hmm. and Henry Winkler, and they were just kind of and he was literally for like twenty minutes just talking about the logistics of what he does and what he has to do to plan these skits out and not just skits or like to kind of plan these interviews out yeah how he has to have escape routes he has to have like he was he was talking about okay because he was going to interview ben carson who was like the part of in trump's cabinet or whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah. Yeah. Uh, the doctor guy um and he was going to interview him and they had it all set up they had a bunch of rooms booked out on the floor and like he couldn't show if they asked him he was he was kind of nervous he's like what happens if they ask to see my id my id is fake if I present a fake ID, I'm getting arrested. Right. But he's like, 
he was talking to his lawyer. He's like, what happens if I accidentally drop my ID and the Secret Service agent picks it up and looks at it? Like it's like a, like little weird loopholes, really, like that. He's like, they take it back. He's like, "What about that? Is that okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's fine." And it's like, "Oh, because he technically didn't present his ID. He dropped it, and then they picked it up and looked at it, right?" So it's like little things like that that gets them by okay. and allowed to do what they do. That's crazy. I'm not even surprised. That's so crazy. You can tell that there's like you look at it and you're like, okay. They have to, like, this is a secret service. This is this. They have to have everything thought of. But then I'm sure, you know, Sasha comes around and he's like, yeah, what if instead of looking at him when I ask him the question, I'm looking the other way. Legally, it's allowed. Okay, there right. we go. Sounds good. But, like, don't, dr- they, don't they do background <laughs> checks? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know I don't if know. they do. I don't, Especially, it depends how big the person is. Right. What do you think for Rudy Giuliani? You right. Would think. You would think. You would think. You would think. But, yeah, so, like, things like that, like, they like he was gonna do like a an unboxing like there would unbox toys yeah in the, in the like in the interview to be funny but as soon as they saw like the toys they pulled them out of the interview right away oh sorry then, of the giuliani one uh, no sorry of like the ben carson one oh uh, is, is this when he was doing who is america because they, yeah. they have a, a segment like that exactly the unboxing of toys and they literally had to like he was in like the swedish disguise or whatever yeah. so he literally dropped the disguise and they were going like room to room trying to get out of the building because secret service was looking for him yeah. looking for a swedish man and so he was just trying to take off his stuff and go through all his different escape routes like it's crazy it's yeah. a great interview as you watch it it's really really if, wow if you guys haven't watched two is america yet oh phenomenal show. i highly recommend it because my god like that thing was crazy yeah crazy um so yeah so a review for Bor- borat's out there we also have another sasha barricone um movie that he's in trial uh, trial of the chicago seven and on the rocks so you can listen to that in our archives bracket update i'm gonna kick it over to shay oh, who has buddy. our horror movie <laughs> bracket it's horror with an r at the end or with horror, an h at the beginning <laughs> an h in the beginning <laughs> yes so we're we're reaching the finals this week dun 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 Woo! this is it it's come down to two films folks of course any I- any idea what those two films are I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't guess. Don't guess. Don't guess. Because I'll ruin it. Uh, it's Halloween versus Scream. Whoa. I knew it. I knew it was going to be The Exorcist is, loses. has been exorcised, you know? Like, it's <laughs> the, done. The, the demon is out. The power the light of Christ. Is out. The light is out. Compelled the, it. Had compelled it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, what do you guys think? Like, what are your bets on right now? Who's winning? Who's taking this home? I think it's going to be Scream. Okay. I think it's going to be Halloween. I, I, uh, here's the thing. I, I really love Halloween, especially Halloween 2018. Um, I just think the fan base for Scream is going to make sure that that film wins. Oh, yeah. Like, they, it's a loyal fan base, it's and I don't blame them. I love Scream. I was just yeah. watching it this week, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it to Halloween because, you know. You're an old school guy. Yeah. Uh, I think you relate most with Michael Myers. Yeah. It's true. You look at Michael Myers, and you're like, I want to do what he does. I, I realized, it. well, I was reading an article this week, and they were talking about, like, Michael, My- My- Michael Myers' face and how it's it was... William um, Shatner. William Shatner, and I'm like, yeah. man, that's so interesting that that's his face on that mask. That explains why you've been buying all these, you know, obscure masks and painting them white now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, how did you? I don't know? even know how to answer that. But <laughs> I'm gonna say yes because you know it's the truth. It's, yeah. Um, I'm gonna kick it off to Daniel, who has some important news about Ooh. a giveaway. Oh boop, no. Boop, 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 boop. What? That was the end of the, the, that was the That was the end of the bracket. <laughs> that was the end of the bracket. So. Oh, kick it on over to Shay. All right, uh, Daniel, over to you now. Uh, Daniel here. Yeah, so great news. We actually have a giveaway going on this week. So look out 
on Tuesday at the movie podcast on Instagram. You're going to learn about all about how you could win a copy of Antebellum, a digital copy of Antebellum, courtesy of Lionsgate. Um, so look out on our Instagram at the movie podcast. We'll have all the rules on how to enter into that contest. Um, we're going to choose two winners. Um, so each of you will be receiving a copy of Antebellum digitally, and you could redeem it on the um, distribution platform of your choice. I believe it's Google Play. It is, yes, yes. It's Google Play. Um, so if you have a YouTube account, yeah, that's actually where it goes because that's where my copy sits. Yeah, so I, I was curious. I was like, I, I was wondering. I'm like, I have mine, and I'm like, where did it, where is it? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's on YouTube. That makes yeah, that makes complete sense. Right yeah, there. so it's too convenient to watch it now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on Tuesday, we will have the details on that social media post exactly how you could win a copy of Antebellum. Thank you so much for Lionsgate for partnering with us on yeah, that giveaway. Thank you, Lionsgate. Thank you, Mr. Lion. But that's all I got for you. <laughs> and for our topic of the show today, it's all about Halloween horror movie mascots or just horror movie mascots, not just yeah, Halloween. Yeah, just but, horror movie mascots. You know, horror movies tend to happen during Halloween, yeah. but... Horror movie mascots. We've had our favorites. We've had a lot of because now that you mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, it's Halloween. It makes sense. We, we're talking about them now, but there's been so many like horror movies that have released outside of the Halloween window. Mm-hmm. You know, Very I true. even think of like um, Saw was going to release in May this year. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Candyman was going to release earlier this year. Like, yeah. There's a lot of Get Out. Like, are, like there are, are a lot of movies. Leave? Sorry. Are we telling me leave? Yeah, I'm telling you. You're just looking at me like Get Out. Get like, Out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of movies that kind of release outside the Halloween window. Yeah. Especially, there's some really good ones during Christmas. Christmas yes. Yeah. Horror Christmas movies horror are movies. great. Yeah, there are. Um, yeah. Ready or Not released in August. Yes, it did. You know, yeah. Doctor Sleep released in November because why not? But yeah, it's interesting because yeah. there's only so many months in October. But sorry, what? so many weeks in October. Oh, yeah. You, you know, you know that yeah, saying. Oh yeah, there's so many months in October. There's so many months saying. in October. I heard about that one. Yeah. You guys, ready to kick it off? Let's do it. <laughs> Or did I add a lot of twos? I, I think you did. I may have done. I may have pitched down mine and done my bracket twos. Yeah. Well. Ooh, what happened? Let's one more time. Let's do. We got to correct this. Mm. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> it felt <laughs> off, right? I, yeah, it did. It did feel a little. I off. don't know, man. Don't you guys know. sounding good, right? <laughs> Are you guys possessed? Uh, I'll, I'll never tell you. <laughs> But if my head spins, you'll know. If you shoot, you know, green <laughs> We're stuff on head spin watch face, for this episode. Then you're dead. And then I'm dead. Yeah. Um, first order of business, Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Villeneuve, and Lisa Joy, and Jonathan Nolan team on an HBO limited series, The Sun. And this is coming from Justin Kroll of Deadline. HBO has given a series order to an ad- adaptation of the Joe Nesbo novel, The Sun, with Jake Gyllenhaal on board to star and his Prisoners director, Dennis Villeneuve, on board to direct. Gyllenhaal and Villeneuve will also executive produce the limited series alongside Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. Nolan and Joy will showrun along with Lenore Zion, who is also executive producing. Zion will also write the series. The series is based on from the number one New York Times bestselling novel. The story follows Sonny... I'm going to try to pronounce this. Loftus? 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 Uh, an escaped convict, an opi- opioid addict who can't recall his past, on the run from the law towards an unknown truth. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. That's a Jake Gyllenhaal. It does. Role, it does sound sure. like a Jake it's Gyllenhaal. It's very like prisoner esque looking sounding. Hundred percent. How do you guys feel of Dennis Villeneuve directing this? 
Well, I mean, I'm I'm totally on board. I mean, I'm surprised because I know that he would probably be working on Dune two technically, because it's a two parter, right? So right. Like, how's that working, or are they going to wait to see how Dune one does before they go on to Dune two? Or do you think there'll be a Dune two? And that's and, that's his goal, right? But that, do you think? Do I think Shabazz? Do you think? Daniel, with the way this year's been going, yeah, I'm going to say no. Okay, I'm going to say no. No, we're, we're a year. That's crazy. They got to make a lot of money on Dune one. Yeah. A lot of money, because like, how many we, books are there? No, just one book. I, I think. think just. But oh, he, okay, it's a big, but it's, very big. It's, book. It's, a, it's a tick book, so <laughs> he wants thick. to. He it's wants to layers. make sure he gets. You know, because I was surprised when I read the news. I'm like, man, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Villeneuve is going to direct this. When does he have ta- time to direct yeah. this? The series for HBO Max. What do you think, Dane? I think they probably have time now because when you think about it, Dune is done. Like, in the sense of, like, the production of Dune, the post-production on Dune, you assume that's finished. This is a movie that was supposed to come out December. in December. It's true. It's pretty much complete at this it's, point. If anything, it's just being touched up. Was it supposed to come out earlier in the December? Or was it always December? I think it was always December. Okay. Um, but that film is essentially finished. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably has time in between roles. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, amazing. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, amazing. HBO, amazing. Jonathan Nolan, amazing you got you have a lot of big yeah good talent attached to this and to have it again on hbo where they're doing like nolan's doing great work with westworld and things like that mm. that's great and lisa I mean, joy was a writer for westworld too right yeah so with nolan so she clearly has her um i guess hand in the right pot you could say right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean it's, it's good i mean I, i'm hoping this is great obviously like jake gyllenhaal teamed up on enemy and on prisoners with the knee. So like, it's just amazing to see another team up with them. And hopefully we'll see that on the film side again one day too. Yeah. Jake is, uh, is Den- Denny's like, like DiCaprio, you know, for, Leo for, for Scorsese. Scorsese. I think so. I think so. He's been in like prisoners enemy. Uh, I think that's it, right? That's it. And then this coming out. And this, no. he was in that other movie that he was oh, <laughs> arrival. He played the, the thing. He oh played, yeah. yeah. He was, <laughs> he, he did was the motion Adam Costello. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did yeah. Motion he did the motion capture. Yeah. Uh, moving on to some interesting news. Jared Leto oh, to play God. Joker in Zack Snyder's <laughs> justice league. And this is coming from Boris Kitt. Our good old friend. <laughs> Boris. Boris. Good old Bo- Boris, join us on the show, man. Just come on. Even though you're not listening right now. No. Or are you? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Boris Kitt, hailing from THR, looks like Leto is getting the last laugh as he joins the shooting of additional scenes for the Snyder Cut. Jared Leto, <laughs> who played classic DC villain, the Joker in 2016's Suicide Squad, has joined in the shooting of additional footage for the Snyder Cut, the filmmaker's definitive version of the 2017 superhero movie he was forced to exit and never saw through uh, completion. Multiple sources tell The Hollywood pro- Reporter. Reports that Joe Maginello. Oh, you can say that. Uh, that's your boy. You can say yeah. that. He's, your boy. He's your people. That's one of your people. Maginello, oh. the actor who played Deathstroke in the post-credit scenes in the film, is also being brought back to film more material. Shooting is currently underway with Ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, Amber Heard among those involved. It is unclear which other actors are included. Man. Sure. Sure. How do you guys feel? So, you know, there was always this throw to during, you know, Batman versus Superman. Right. You know, there's that suit. Yeah. Robin suit. Robin suit. Yeah. Which you, is supposed to be Dick Grayson, which not is, Jason Todd, which is an interesting choice. Right. Well, I, 
Is it? Is it? Yeah, that's okay. what Snyder said. It was Dick Grayson then. So there was about. always this like history between the Joker and Batman that we never really saw. We just know that these characters were in the same world, but we never had kind of saw in, in Suicide Squad though. Yeah, the like. But the, like, even I forgot about that. Yes, but there was no conversation. No, no. like, no, no face to face. The Jared Leto Joker to Batman, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, just didn't seem like they would no. be the the. They didn't seem like they'd be the arch villains. Enemies. Yeah, the arch enemies to each other. No. Um, I. How do you guys feel about Jared Leto coming back? You think he's got the grills? <laughs> he's got the girls he's got the skills are right. you saying that like in the sense of like does he have the grills on or literally does he have the grills to do this no no the grills like this- you think he's gonna show up with the tattoos and the grills and the you know the smile on his hand yeah. this is the third time he's played Joker right Suicide Squad this will be Justice League is the third and the Rick Ross music video where he reprised the role for purple Lamborghini. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. What yeah. did he do in that in that music? He, video? he joked stood around. menacingly. Did he wear a tuxedo? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. And he was on a yacht, and uh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: Jared Leto's Joker, I think, is easy to say the most controversial, but not in a good way. Yeah. And it's universally, I would say, disliked. Disliked. There are some people who are fans of it, and that's fine. I like that they went for something different. I remember. Uh-huh. On I think it was on either on Batman Day or Joker Day in 2015, they released that first picture of him with like you know damaged on his forehead and the, the grills and the it was a gloves. very it was a Shocking. very it was, look it was a look it's for such sure. a David Ayer yeah look yeah like let's make an L A gangster <laughs> yeah, like Chicano culture right, right. But, yeah so and like and even just seeing what Joker was in Suicide Squad he was just never like. You never really got to see him. I don't know. You didn't see enough of him in that film no. to kind of go, oh, like, I don't like this character. But what you did see of him was not likable, in my opinion. No. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, I, I'm, I'm all for... I'm all for giving somebody the opportunity to expand this character because maybe we... Maybe the way the film was edited. But I keep thinking about it. The only thing that bothered me about that film was literally the way he talked and just acted. He, He didn't... He didn't seem scary or menacing. He just seemed like a tool. Yeah, he seemed like, like a, a really big douchebag. Yeah, he seemed like a douche. And like, you, we think when we think of like jokers, we yeah. think of like Heath Ledger, who was a very likable Joker in the sense right. where like you you like like you liked his character. Like he made you like you know what I'm saying. Right. right? No, I know what you mean. You yeah. see his performance, you're like, wow, like what a performance. I'm gravitating. Not not that like oh, I want to be the Joker, but no, no I love. This what is he's someone doing that's crazy. They're you know they're they're violent. You know? Let me. Oh, and then you have Mark Hamill. You have all these yeah, amazing. Yeah, you think Joaquin Phoenix too. Yes. Like he, they each carve out a unique take on it, but also make it that like like wow like that was a performance that was something special and you right. see jared leto where it's like i send people use the condoms, condoms. in the mail and, and like, you're like think, why I, I don't think we're i don't know but i don't think we're joker purists in any way like I, like right. it has to be this but it's like whatever incarnation you do you know all the power to you but just make it good tell a good that's story really it him, you know? i mean his character just i didn't care like whatever i saw of him i'm like he's really annoying every time he's on screen yeah mm-hmm. and also why are you in this Justice League movie though? That's that's Why? the biggest question mark right now. So yeah, like, like that's what that's, that was my follow up question to you guys. What like what's his role? Is it a flashback? Is it a, a real like event that happened in this movie that we just missed? Zack Snyder literally right now is is just like 
do whatever he wants. I'm doing whatever I want. It and you know from, what? It I respect from, it. Yeah, it went from being like, okay, listen, I'm going to just need a little money for some effects. Yeah. To like, I need <laughs> a little bit this. of money for a new movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm all for it. I, I need I, everyone back. I, I'm all for it. I think that, listen, if, if you know, you've got now the luxury of time, which we do, and you've got the luxury of money... Why not? Why why be pigeonholed to something when you didn't have a date to release it? You you said twenty twenty one. You can drop that shit whenever you want. So if I if someone said the same thing to me, like listen, we're gonna give you some money to 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 add some stuff to your old movie. Is that okay with you? I'd be like, what are the other rules that I have? Oh no rules, no rules. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. I'm bringing back Jared Leto as Joker. I'm, I'm bringing back what, Deathstroke. I'm yeah, bringing, anybody, just bring them over. Why everybody. not? You have the money, you have the time. What is this movie going to be? It's going to be a four-hour miniseries. It's gonna be longer. It's gonna be longer. I think it's gonna be longer. I think, think, so. I think it's gonna be closer to five. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he's four gonna, hours and five minutes. <laughs> I think he's adding another hour to this film. I, For I sure. Be surprised. I don't. Here's the thing. Regardless of what this movie is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to be worse than what we got. Right? Very, very, yeah. We at least agree it's going to be be better than what we got. Yes. But is it going to be any more coherent? I don't don't even know what to expect with this movie right now anymore. And and my my main thing, though, is that will it matter? Is it is it setting something up or is it is it right. being definitive? Is it going to end everything? Okay. Are they going to be or are they going to be like, oh, what? Guess what? We could do whatever we want because multiverse now. Right. Right. You know, so I think they're going to go down that multiverse path where a lot of this will still be relevant. And, you know, that gives Ben the outlet to come back in as well as yeah. Batman. So without that kind of like, I think him in a better mental state as well. Exactly. Too. But man, like I'm just curious to see what this is going to be now. I feel like we went from getting Jamie Foxx back as Electro, which was awful news <laughs> to now Jared Leto coming back as the Joker, which is awful news in my opinion. But you know what? I'm at the same time, not, in that camp of boycotting it or saying, no. oh, I'm not going to watch it. I'm like, no, oh, I mean, what? Hey, it prove makes me, me more curious. Prove me wrong. <laughs> it like, makes me more curious. Maybe, maybe so it makes it better. Like it. Yeah. yeah. What if it, what if they do a new take on the Joker, but still use Leto? I'm okay with that. So I think Leto's a good actor. We were chatting, we were chatting beforehand this early this afternoon. And I put in the, the, the question, would you guys be down for a Batman, Ben Affleck, Batman, HBO Max series. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what you're asking? Yeah, because there are reports, nothing official, but there's this rumor. Like just lingering around. Lingering around that a lot of you know outlets have said that Ben Affleck has signed on to do a HBO Interesting. Max series for Batman. At, sure. To play Batman. Like, how do you guys feel about Ben Affleck? I'm down. <laughs> it does, I, yeah, I'm down. It doesn't have to be like a movie, no, like, no. or not. It doesn't have to go to a theater. It's like this could I mean, be another okay. outlet. Just 100%. give me, just give me Batman being a detective. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Just give me Batman doing like if Ben finds a way to adapt the script that he was doing because rumor was it was going to all take place in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, like imagine like a six episode Batman stuck in Arkham Asylum like the game type yeah. thing, and like every yeah. episode is like maybe dealing with one level villain. Of the floor you know like what i mean yeah. like you could do some really cool stuff with that and like if it ben comes back for that why not like yeah. i'm like we're i think we're in a place right now where we could have oh this is an elsewhere series this is just ben yeah. affleck's batman show but also have matt reeves's batman on screen like i don't think that's going to take anything away from no, each i think other, no. fine right because every- there was a big there was a big scare of that more in the early 2000s and now like we're like oh we can't have Smallville on TV, and then we can't have a tie it all to Batman Begins or the Superman because like we can't yeah. do that. And right. now, like they're like, who cares? Right. And they and we were talking. We also talked about it this earlier in the in the week. You know, HBO Max having low numbers in terms of membership subscriptions, and you know they need to 
pull those numbers in and yep. they need to change their branding and all that, but they still have to draw people in. And this is how you could draw sure. more subscribers. I would subscribe for a Ben Affleck Batman. I'm a hundred percent. I'm curious now, like I know they said they have deals like for, um, the HBO Max content, but like I was looking for the witches this week, which is the Robert Zemeckis and Hathaway, which is HBO Max in the States. Right. But we don't have it here in Craven Canada yet. So I was just oh, like, really? oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I wanted to watch that, but like, and theaters are closed here, so I don't have a way of watching that. So I'm just curious, like, I'm, I'm really hoping that when it comes to the time of Justice League, the Snyder Cut, whatever it's going to be called and when it's released, I will have a clear plan of like, yeah, it's day and date everywhere. You know what I mean? So we yeah. know like January 1st, whatever day this comes out, it's going to be like, yes, we could watch it. Imagine. Happy and New Year. Happy New Year. This <laughs> Start is- your year off with this. Moving on to some sad news for those who were a big lovers of the Quibi <laughs> service. Uh, Quibi to shut down six months after launch. And this is coming from Natalie Jarvie of the THR. After raising nearly $2 billion in funding. $2 billion, that's, that's crazy. Um, and promising to reinvent the way people consume entertainment programming, Quibi is shutting down. It is with incredible heavy heart that today we are announcing that we are winding down the business and looking to sell its content and technology assets. Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman wrote in a public letter Wednesday. The executives added that they will look to return cash to shareholders, lay off employees as part of the shutdown, and look for buyers for their assets. Daniel, <laughs> you're, you're giving me the, these, this look like... No, this is sad. It is sad. For those for for the jobs that are lost is definitely sad. Yeah. Um, Quibi, I mean, I don't I don't know what to say about this. Did it like, come in Canada by the way? Oh uh, yeah, it's here. We had it here, but it's also just like they didn't make any right moves. No, at all. They never made content. They had they had a lot of original content, but it was always content that was like, why do I care about this? Yes. Why do I want to watch the Kardashians in a sh- like in a in a weird ass show like you know what i mean like it was always such weird was like a punked version or a punked with chance the rapper or some shit yeah so it was always just like strange the coolest thing about quibi i will say is that when you're watching content you could watch it vertically or landscape and it actually adjusts the titles and everything like that and the way it adjusted was so quick that i was like wow that's amazing technology yeah. that they have that's and it's literally just running both. selling off now. that's yeah. the asset that they sold oh, off. easily that's the only asset i think they can sell off but like it just it all just seems so. I don't know what they were expecting. I just don't know what they were expecting. Well, they were expecting to uh, reinvent the way people consume entertainment. <laughs> I Clearly, think, they did not. Do you think they just wanted to buy out? Like, because they th- we saw the last couple weeks, buyout. they were hoping to be bought by somebody. I think they were just they were really hoping that they're like, let's create this new technology, let's do this, and then hopefully a big player buys us. This for, will, this for technology. It will never be remembered. Could no. be, I think, will be forgotten. It's a joke. It's a pun. It it just it's a name that you're like, why did you name it Quibi? There's just so much about it. That I'm like, okay. Yeah. Did you see what uh, Katzenberg told an employee or an employee? Uh, didn't you see to listen to that song from the Trolls? Movie? Yeah, the Troll soundtrack. Like, to what feel was better. it again? I forget. I've been seeing it. Like, I've been seeing reports. I'm like, oh, apparently he told like employees to listen to the song from the Trolls World Tour soundtrack to feel better. I was just like, oh, that's kind of a it's- a scummy thing. Just tell your employees man like oh, what oh boy i mean there's so much to to take away from this I, I think if you were trying to reinvent the wheel here 
when you look at it, does it need to be reinvented? If you know, if no. it ain't broke, don't fix it, kind of thing. 100%. I think they were trying to create like an app-based platform that that was because it is. It started as an app, yeah. right? So it's like this weird mixture of technology and film trying to blend in without focusing on what really makes this, you know, of any type of platform that involves uh, storytelling a really good story yeah. at its foundation. And they didn't have any great that's stories. I what mean, was the monthly rate for it? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not too sure. Quibby dollars. Quibby dollars? Quib, quib bucks? Uh, quib bucks. <laughs> but I mean, like, let's, I mean, let's look at like YouTube Red, for example, right? Yeah. Like you, the world uses YouTube. Like billions of people use YouTube every day. But how many people are subscribed to YouTube Red? I don't think a big amount. I do. Yeah. And I don't also like the name YouTube Red. Sounds no. very it sounds, er- it sounds like erotic. erotic. Doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. it sound like I'm subscribing to like the oh here's the porn side of YouTube? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I YouTube bet you that's why people dark. signed up. Right? Like, so is this <laughs> where yeah. we see? Where's the nudity now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's their, fa- their favorite pla- their favorite subscribers trying They're to just naked all of a sudden? Oh. Oh, I was wondering what's like only fans, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it just it just it's just a weird name. So but it's like there there's so much more to I think just big money and technology. Yes. Also just what are you, what content are you creating and how you, how you really um, put it out there. Yeah. How you, what was the word when, when you like distribute it, not distribute it. You You action it. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word. No, it is a word. Yeah. yeah. How you action it out there. For sure. I mean, we're next week. We're going to be talking about, our first year with Apple TV Plus. Yes. And then two weeks later, we're going to be talking about Disney Plus our first year. It's like, well, I know, obviously, Apple and Disney, they're kind of big companies, right? I've never they're, heard of they're, them they're, personally. They're, they're pretty big. Mm. But, like, what makes uh, them successful when you have something like HBO Max not as successful? Mm-hmm. And you have Quibi that's failing. Mm-hmm. So what are they doing right that others aren't doing right? Right. You know? Right. I'm, I'm very curious to see how Apple TV Plus does because... Um, majority of the people that probably are subscribed to it haven't paid for it yet. Right. So, I mean, we'll see, right? We'll find out more. Um, in case you're wondering, Quibi was $5 per month with ads. <laughs> what? <laughs> and $8 a month without ads. That sounds like, that's a US, I'm assuming? Yes, that was probably Ooh. the US pricing. Wow. But it's a lot of money. That's Apple TV Plus. Yeah. But you have a $5 option with ads? That's crazy, but the, that's like Apple TV Plus in the states is four ninety nine. Yeah, and then Disney is like eight dollars, six ninety nine. So it's yeah. like you're charging Apple and Disney numbers Money. for what? For Ch- Chance the Rapper pranking people. You know what I mean? Sure. It's okay. I mean, oh. it's in there. Is it, the proof is in the pudding, as Bill Cosby once said. I mean, Jeffrey Katzenberg left or sold DreamWorks to do this. To do this, right? So really. Yeah, yeah, that's what his. This was this was his like passion project. This is what they've been developing. Yeah, since he after sold, he left DreamWorks, after he sold DreamWorks. In to, Shrek uh, Two, they hinted to this. It was an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> he threw in a little Quibi remark. They were they were going to call this Farquad, but they decided yeah. no, let's call it Quibi instead. The, the, the Farquad's too hard of a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, moving on to some James Bond news. James Bond film No Time to Die is not coming to theaters. Um, is explored 600 million sale to streaming services. This is coming from oh. Brett Lang and Matt Donnelly of Variety. Apple, Netflix, and other streaming services explore the possibility possibility 
of acquiring No Time to Die, the upcoming James Bond film that was originally slated to debut last April. MGM, the studio behind the film, reportedly lost $30 million to $50 million due to delays, insiders said. Other studios such as Paramount and Sony have ranked in tens of millions by selling movies like Greyhound and Coming to America and Without Remorse to streaming services while the exhibition sector continues to struggle during the pandemic. We do not comment on rumors. The film is not for sale. The film's release has been postponed until April 2021 in order to preserve the theatrical experience for moviegoers. An MGM spokesperson told Variety, however, multiple insiders at rival studios and companies said that a possible bond sale was explored overtly and believed that MGM was at least open to the possibility of unloading their crown jewel for a pricely sum. The studio was said to be looking for a deal of roughly $600 million, a price tag that was deemed too rich for, too rich for, let me read it, <laughs> a, a, price, a price tag that was deemed too rich for two of the three spending streaming services. Ooh. Ugh. Oh, wow. That was a lot. So I think I, I, I posted this in our chat earlier in the week that, you know, there was reports that Apple would buy the rights to stream no time to die mm-hmm. right which makes sense for a studio that is going to die damn what? as in mgm or apple no mgm oh, oh god okay. <laughs> <laughs> i was like what I was like, who's dying yeah but we but we've been talking about this for a couple we weeks have now, yeah. right? we talked about it with the uh, mr adam Scholes. adam Scholes, and then even the week before we were talking about it too like we we're like oh there's we did we, we, did, a, we did a little we but like it's crazy that oh <laughs> We we started that rumor. No, no, no. But we like, did. I mean, I I want to say that exclusively we broke it. I hope this happens in yes. a selfish way. I just want to see. Obviously, I want to see Bond on the big screen. Yes. Yeah. But I think the most logical partner for this film would be Apple, because mm-hmm. Apple would one market the hell out of it, and the, they do a great job, and they do an amazing job with their marketing. Like we yeah. heard the the Bond theme in their iPhone event. Yeah. And we're like, oh, is they, this going to be it? They also. Like they made Greyhound almost look cool. Yeah. Like, like I never, and I still haven't watched it, but I almost thought about watching right. it because it was on Apple TV Plus. But you, I almost see like the James Bond barrel with the Apple logo appear. Like you already see the branding yeah. for it, so it's like man, like it'd be so cool. Where I think if it went to Netflix, it'd just be like, yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. It, it'd literally load up with the yeah. So it's just it's yeah. it's it's a different. Uh, it's like there's different like status here, you know. Yeah. You look at the quality of, of of things, and and Netflix they have such amazing quality for sure. But when your hand is in so many different areas, you you kind of don't look like the premiere. Yeah, this would be a huge know? get for Apple. I mean, huge Apple, get. Apple also too just bought the exclusive rights for like the Peanuts movies. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or it's only going to be on the that cr- thing. Only on on Apple, the Christmas like the iconic Christmas one, the Thanksgiving yeah. ones. Those are all exclusive to Apple now. They're not airing on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's crazy. Which where people are just like, whoa, they're not airing on TV, but it's also like, yeah, but they're going to be in Dolby Vision on Apple TV Plus for free yeah. to watch. Right. So right, it's right. like you have an option to watch it. So it's just it's just crazy that like I think this makes sense for Apple to do it. I hope they do it. Okay, That'd be really. Too. I mean, six hundred million for Apple is not a lot. It's not. It's literally a, a drop in the hat. Now this is this is just to stream the movie. So. Do we do we know if this was supposed to be um, after the theatrical release or this was, you know, to just get money into the studio because they can't wait till April 2021 because it's so 
obscure to well, figure like i think it was to release it like yeah, now. yeah. like day and day kind like of thing. like i almost 600 million is a good chunk of money sure because you already lost uh what is it 50 Th- million 50 million that's a good chunk of money unless they expected it to be a billion dollar franchise and when it comes out billion though, dollar uh, see, uh, yeah movie. and when it comes out like do you really expect to make that much money back in no. the theater we don't know what what next year is going to bring i think i think this is going to be one of those, those new stories that they're like, no, 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 it's not happening. It's not, and then one day. We wake up one morning and it's like, Apple. Is that your phone ringing? Yeah. That's- <laughs> well, there are rumors that Apple might have another event later on in November. Yeah. So oh, James Bond event. Yeah. <laughs> it's just purely, like, like yeah. Purely it's just, it's just Daniel Craig, like, testing different Apple devices, like, with, with He announces the next products. No, man. Damn. Tim Cook, they superimposed Tim Cook's face. Yeah. On onto Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's Daniel body. Leaving the body. beach in Casino Royale. Oh, wow. Yeah. Daniel Craig would probably be okay with it. It's oh, like, yeah. fuck, I'm not Bond anymore. <laughs> Daniel Craig's just like, release this bloody movie. I don't yeah. want to do press for this anymore. <laughs> release it. Um, but I, I always, like, I have this vision in my head where it's going to be like, No Time to Die, streaming Apple TV Plus Christmas Day. Like, I can almost see That's that happening. A- I can see them being like, Apple's going to be like, yeah. Has there ever Merry been- Christmas. Has there ever been uh, like, a, like a Christmas Day release that was spontaneous, not spontaneous, but so out of left field and unexpected that like you were super stoked for christmas day release uh, like out of I'm like, in, of christmas in, day movies in anything that's a in good any type of platform like if it was a game or uh a movie or anything know. that surprised you because i feel like they they like soul has kind of surprised me but i but it's like the lowest of my surprising expectations right because um, it's something that's you know it's coming yeah and then you're like oh christmas day um the interview was a pretty big yeah because that right? was around the first time that we really got something like this happening where you know a movie's not going to theaters anymore so what's going to happen oh netflix came in swooped it up yeah yeah we yeah. should we should go through some of Chris, christmas day releases i think mm-hmm. that'd be a good topic to show maybe closer to christmas yeah or closer to kwanzaa break yeah oh wow kwanzaa's pretty close kwanzaa's to good though. too you know hanukkah as well we can count yeah. down hanukkah films we'll count on eight of them right they did the hanukkah uh, not I don't sure. know. I'm not gonna. <laughs> we were staring at each other. Like... I don't know. It was just really quiet for some reason. <laughs> um, moving on to our last news story, and our this is actually interesting news story. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan in talks to make directorial debut with Creed Three, and this is coming from Ryan Latanzio of IndieWire. Michael B. Jordan is reportedly in talks to star. And talks to not only star in, but also direct the third installment in the Creed film series. The news was first reported by Deadline within the context of a larger story about the studio, MGM, which produced and distributed Creed 2 in 2018 and produced Creed with Warner Brothers, distributing domestically in 2050. The first Creed film was helmed by Ryan Coogler, who directed Jordan in the films Fruitville Station and Black Panther. Creed 2, meanwhile, was directed by Stephen Kapler Jr. Creed 3 will mark the ninth installment in the Rocky franchise, dating back to the original starting Sylvester Stallone that won an Academy Award for Best Pitcher in 1977. Creed 3 also marks Jordan's feature directorial debut. He previously executive produced Creed 2. So. This would be, that's, that's massive. It's huge. That's big. I'm, it's I'm, also a huge undertaking for for a person who hasn't done this before to yeah. direct himself. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think I think he's literally just really trying to follow in the footsteps of Sly right now, where it's like, 
Sly took over the directing for Rocky two, and then he directed I think two, three, four, five, I think six too. Like there's so many Rocky movies, but I think he's just maybe trying to really invoke um, a little bit th- of that of yeah. that like yeah. magic of like let me let me direct this. I've I've been in. I know what I want to do. Yeah. Also, we're seeing like Michael B. Jordan taking on a lot more producing um, roles. roles that we just heard that he's going to be producing like a static shock movie, which is dope. Um, and he has some other projects as well too. I think he, did he produce or executive produce just mercy as well? I'll take a look for that. I think he did, but like, like it's, it's cool to see, but again, directing is another beast. <laughs> producing is one thing, but like actually directing a film and starring in it. That's yeah. a huge undertaking, especially we, something like Creed where it's so labor intensive as well. Right. And we, we did an episode on, actors who've turned directors yep. and some of those actors directed themselves like mel gibson in braveheart and um well ben affleck, ben affleck in argo and and in the town mm-hmm. um so it's it's a challenging uh undertaking for for I mean, ben act- stiller does it a lot too right you yeah talk about tropic thunder, thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure that's true it's true and yes he did produce uh just mercy yeah so it's like that's like great for him i that's that's awesome i love Creed, the first Creed film, is one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Easily one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Creed two, really enjoyed it, but it did not. It did not meet the heights of the first film for me. I still think it's. A, I th- still think it's a good time, but Creed one is such a, such a, a mark and it was such a, like a moment in time for me. Like where when I think back, it's 2015 watching that and like it was just such a phenomenal film that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Ryan, uh, sorry, what uh, not Ryan, what Michael B. Jordan is going to bring to it. Now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm very much down for you know Michael B. Jordan to direct the next Creed film. Creed one to me phenomenal, start to finish, I love the film. Creed two, not a huge fan on personally, so I'm excited to see where he takes it, what happens with it, because he knows the character really well, and I mean I think Michael B. Jordan at the end of the day is, is phenomenal in the acting game. He's he's definitely one of the greatest we have right now yeah of so his generation easily. i'm totally down to see what he does uh behind the chair as well cool you guys ready for some trailers 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 that was a new one change it up a little bit i like yeah, it you kind of went right into it you didn't even give us a moment <laughs> no, but i liked it i didn't i'm sorry guys. it's okay um so for trailers this week we have i'm gonna go through them and then you guys pick the ones that you like christmas chronicles 2 uh raya mank Animaniacs, which I missed. I did not see that trailer. Uh, the the Prom, News of the World, and Dreamland. Raya is the... Uh, Sorry, Raya. Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon. I forgot to write the, the last, last part of that part. title. Yeah. Yeah. Raya okay. and the Last Dragon. And the Last Dragon. Yeah. So, um, do you guys want to talk about Mank? Because that was a... That was a big one for me. Yeah, that that's, a big that, one. that's the one that I, that I primarily... Um, watched and kind of gave the love to uh i like this trailer a lot more and it showed more of the film in a way where i got to see the fincherisms kind of come out mm-hmm. there were some shots in there that i really enjoyed and um while the setting and the black and white and and just the overall look maybe not don't appeal to me as much as i'd want it to um i'm still very excited to see this yeah 100 well, i did not watch this trailer oh okay i tr- I, I like i saw the teaser i'm like I, that's enough. Like I'm, I'm gonna wait for the full release. Nice, yeah. Um, I also forgot that this trailer came out. So was it mostly the second one? Uh, well, no, because I saw it. I'm like, I don't need. To, I saw the, I saw I'll the full forget. trailer release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this eventually. Like, right, I'll, right, right. And then I forgot about it. Right, right, right. But I'm like, yeah, I don't. I, I think I'm okay to wait for the, the release because exactly what you said. I think there's a lot to this, 
what's pulling me to the story is Fincher and it's Gary Oldman. Yes. Right. That's that's what's what's pulling me to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, I'm just like, I'm gonna let it do its job to really entice me as a what yes. to sell me. Right. Um, I uh, some other trailers this week that stood out to me. Um, Dreamland was interesting with Margot Robbie. Um, and I watch it. The Prom is a Netflix film with Meryl Streep, James Corden, um, Keegan Michael Key. Uh, I'm not making this up. This is a real. This film. sounds really random. It's like a musical prom. Um, well, I didn't watch this one either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I watched Raya. Right, Raya, Raya looked cool. Oh, and Raya, Raya too. Look, the animation looked Raya amazing. Raya looked look dope. Yeah. But it, it, it was a it, teaser. It was a teaser, thing. but it also felt like another Disney film. Like it's it like, did, yeah. One thing about Disney, I, I, I understand that their audience is children and all that, but they're not evolving. They, they their animation, their look, the, the eyes, like they're very, very similar to what you would see in a Pixar film. Animation looks all the same. Don't you? Don't you agree? Yeah, they, they, they don't. So it feels like Disney. What they do is every, I want to go on a limb here and say every fifteen years. They try a new method of of animating. Yeah. And then they stick to that for 15, 20 years, and then they move on to another method. You know, like you look back at the old films from the 50s and the 40s, they had this one specific look. Like you can you can right. watch a few frames of Snow White, then watch a few frames of Cinderella and be like, okay, this is from the same film. Right. And then when you get to the 90s, that, you know, that golden time, the, the ones that we grew up yeah. with. Yes, the Renaissance. Also, very similar style of animating. Right. And then when they, yes, got to the Frozens and, um, uh, Racket Ralphs, even it, it all felt like yes, these are all that style. And I think I think that has a lot to do with um, how Pixar has just taken off as a like obviously yeah. Pixar is in its own league oh, uh, yeah. of a production studio. Yeah, but one once Pixar fully became part of Disney in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. Once they fully kind of formed, John Lasseter was put in charge of Disney the animation. animation and pixar so i think you saw started to see a lot more sharing of maybe even just like production methods and things like that and just even just workforce as well too but um you kind of started to see like oh wow like you see a movie like wreck it ralph which i think at the time when it released we're just like oh this could this could have very well been a pixar film yeah but it was a disney animation studios even film. frozen right and frozen as well like even though they were still more like there's there's an extra layer to i think pixar movies a lot mm-hmm. of the time like you see movie like like we say that with like this looks very Pixar and then Soul is going to come out and just totally destroy our souls and in mm. the animation style and stuff like that. So I feel it's always like Pixar upping the game and then right. animation studios will kind of follow. Because through. I still look back at Toy Story four and I think about the animation from that film. God, and I still think that the Disney side of it still hasn't hit that yet. Oh, right. just a level of like oh look like I was watching a video like the like oh these are the fake cameras the of lighting Toy Story. right yeah the lighting, the lighting ones where it's like. They do they, these methods that, like, like when you see the Soul trailer that came out last week or two weeks ago, and you just see, like, just the quality and, like, yeah. the textures in the shirt, and just, like, it's it's scary the how... The jazz, like, piano playing, the dust on it, too. It's insane. Everything, yeah. It's crazy yeah. what they do. Um, did you guys see the Tom Hanks film, the uh, News of the World? I didn't watch the full trailer this time. I watched the teaser when we talked about it a few weeks back. Yep. Um, right. the, because that trailer, that teaser, I didn't really enjoy too much. I wasn't rushing to watch this trailer. Yeah, me too. So I didn't watch the teaser. Um, I did watch the trailer, and it's What'd you this, think? it's a it's a Greengrass film. Yeah. Um, I just it, it seemed like something I would stream. Like I wouldn't go to the theaters and watch this. Yeah. Even though it's a Tom Hanks, you know, period piece, 
the plot of the story didn't really excite me to go watch it. And it's it's a pretty like just simple story that Tom Hanks plays a character from um, the 1800s, 1800s and he has to bring this girl back to, to her family. And she doesn't speak English at all. I think she's from... Is she native, I think? I can't remember now. I don't know. She doesn't... She was held by the natives. That's it. Okay. But I don't, she, I don't think she is native because she's very she's fair skinned blonde. I thought she was like Norwegian. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah. Yeah. I remember in case. So it's just this like this struggle of getting her to her family and like the adventure they go on, and he's trying to just like learn about her and yeah. just their yeah. their communication. It just didn't it didn't connect with me. It didn't grab me either. No, yeah. it just felt boring. What was the last Greengrass film we got? It wasn't Captain Phillips, was it? I want to say it was, but I'll double check. Wait, did he he directed Jason Bourne? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the last one. That I'm was that really? oh. oh, wait, the last one? The last, the last Jason, Jason, Oh, I don't know. Did he direct the last Jason Bourne film? He did, yeah. Yeah, he, he came did? back okay. for it, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. So, uh, yeah, he did Captain Phillips, Jason Bourne, then he did a movie called 22nd of July, which I don't Yeah, I that's don't know. that's actually a, it's a, I think that's a, it takes where's Greengrass from? <laughs> uh, Greenland. Is it from Greenland? Or no, I, I think he's like he's Dutch or some. He is. Yeah, he's Norway. I think Norway. And there was Norwegian. a there was a there was he's, a, he's born in UK, but I mean he could have been hanging out in Norway sometime. So there was, I think, a, sh- a, sh- a shooting. It's a Netflix movie. Yes, I remember it was this. A shooting. Shooting. Is this? A, oh, I'm seeing the poster of it. I'm like, okay. I've seen Do we know? This. Is News of the World's uh, streaming film or is this going to theaters? I, I think I saw the trailer a, said in oh, theaters, to theaters yeah. right? Yeah, quite bold of them. Moving on to out this week, the biggest thing to be out this week in a long time, The Mandalorian season the two. Finally, Yoda strikes back. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, made a. I I was carving a pumpkin today, and I carved a Mandalorian helmet on it. Yeah, I was in, punching in some green stuff today, and oh, I thought of Yoda. <laughs> I always think back to that uh, that video, that video of the of the ibachi, the uh, the, the, the matcha. <laughs> when you get all yeah, the baby Yoda, God, that video, <laughs> we were crying a lot. I have to year. find it again. Oh it's my so god, we're me. crying of it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, are Big you guys week. excited for Mandalorian? Hundo, yeah, I've been I've been watching it like uh, the last couple weeks. I've been watching like an episode or two a week just to kind of build back into it um yeah i'm really excited i'm excited to see where the story goes and we found out that uh today that reviewers aren't getting it early and like e- even when they got it early last time it was like a day early but i'm assuming they're not doing that to maybe avoid spoilers entirely which makes me more excited i'm like oh i wonder what secrets lie ahead for this series because we've been hearing a lot of rumors of like oh is um Iden Verso coming from mm. like the Battlefront yes. game and is this person going to show up is Ahsoka going to show up like right. so like there's a lot of connections to the larger Star Wars universe that we may see in Mandalorian in season two yeah do you feel that there will be a more cohesive story in the sense that every episode is somewhat connected some of the episodes from last year were very they bottled, bottled episodes, yeah. yeah do you feel like this will be more of like this a longer story that takes place over you know, seven or eight episodes. How many episodes is it? I think it'll be eight episodes. Eight episodes. I hope so. I'll kick yeah. it away. I hope I, so too. I mean, um, I want to see a through line. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see like something that I, I, I want to have a reason to watch every week. You right. Know? That thing that that is continuing a story forward. Um, I again, season one, I, I I think was good. You know, it it didn't blow me out of the water. So I'm really hoping going into season two that they address a lot of those issues that I had with the first season. Yeah. And season one as well was very much 
let's establish this world. Let's establish the kind of language of of each episode and these mm-hmm. characters. And I'm hoping now it's like, okay, we know that the Mandalorian, he's with Baby Yoda. Where he goes, I go. They said that on the trailer. So it's like, okay, it's going to be them two versus everybody pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Where is this going to lead? We know uh, Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad, um, Giancarlo yeah, Esposito, yeah. uh, he has a black sky- uh, lightsaber. Right. So it's like, what's he going to be doing with that black lightsaber? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I forget his character name. Uh, Roger. Oh, Roger, Roger. No, that was his name, yeah, Roger. <laughs> do you, what do you want, it, like, what's the one thing you would like to see? Badass stuff. Like, in this season. Is that it, video that we were talking about earlier, just Baby Yoda's being punched? Yeah, just, that, I want to see that. I, I want to I see, I want to learn more about Baby Yoda's, like, who, who, who who's the father? No, I want, I want an episode want of Mori. Yeah. Well, it's the, metachlorians. Oh, they gave birth in. No, I, I want to see just badass. It's Watto, I believe. Watch you. Annie! Annie! <laughs> you cannot Annie. pay for this yourself! Um, uh, I wa- yeah, what Chase said, I just want to see great action. I want to badassery. see some some Jedis. Yeah, I think we will. I hope so. I, I, like I some... hope we, we see a bit more of on-the-ground stuff that, you know. Yeah. On-the-ground? Like, literally, like, he's on a planet and... The planet has people on there and oh, there's more okay. interaction because a lot of the first one was either in space or just they'd land on the planet but it'd be this just small section group people yeah. that's it i really want um yeah I, I would love that i want to see more interactions with like let's kind of let's instead of planet hopping all the time let's yeah let's spend some time in this world yeah by some of my favorite things about the prequels were just seeing like oh there's actually cities not yeah. every not every planet is a desert planet yeah like we see so many times in, mm-hmm. in star wars it's like oh they're in a desert they like when, when attack of the clones starts off it, it, that was the most interesting one for me because it starts off and it very blade runner-esque yeah i think well. it's yeah. new york city it, they're, literally they're right like it, it, they're just like yeah, yeah like they, he hops in and they 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 you know maneuver through and it was very much that sci-fi element yeah so i'd love to see love more that. of that want to know what who may now wins character is you know yeah and i, I hope yeah. Um, I forget who his father was, but the guy who was the bounty hunter, I hope we never see him again. <laughs> the guy who was like an awful actor. Oh, I forget who his father was. Uh, I feel so bad. Bobby Carnavale kid. Yeah. I think was that it was his Bob kid or his, kid? or his cousin brother? or net. I think, I think it was the son that I was just like, man, yeah, I don't he, like you. Uh, oh, he I hated him tr- so like much. Trash type of solo character. Yeah. Like he was trying to be like this, like he's trying to be like solo, like, like hot solo. Kid, and you're yeah. just like, dude, I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I said to him too. Last year, we were all <laughs> waiting for Boba Fett to show up last year. Do you think he shows up this oh, year? Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I want this, like I'm yeah, very much in the camp. Jake, Jake Cannavale. Yeah. I'm very much in the camp where Boba Fett's dead. Yeah. But. Motherfucker got eaten by a worm. He did. So, like, but he also wasn't, uh, he actually wasn't a Mandalorian either because he stole that armor. Right, right, right. But he right. is a Mandalorian, though. Wasn't I don't think I don't think he was a Mandalorian. Yeah, he's Bobby Carnival's son. If Cosman is listening to the show right now, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Cosman so, will write in and tell us the truth. Also, happy birthday, Cosman. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Um, Django Fett. Yep. was a Mandalorian. Right. Boba Fett, by association, because it's his son and it's him. Growing at a same age, like at a smaller pace, right? Because he wasn't hybrided to. Didn't he steal the armor from somebody though? I don't know. Am I just remembering something wrong? I don't know, man. These are all possibilities. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Is this still Star Wars? Is this Jake Cannavale? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, moving on to what we're watching, we're gonna work our way down, and or work our way uh, down from way down, the bottom <laughs> to the top. <laughs> Uh, the, I'm just gonna start with Shay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hi, hi, Shay. Hi, Shay. Hi. Well, what, are you, uh, what are you watching? I, I didn't watch much this week. Um, but what I did watch, so I, I started this show on uh, Prime called The Looming Tower. Ooh, it's really good. Um, it and if you were a fan of um The Loudest Voice, I think you'd enjoy this. So this is like for some reason Jeff Daniels is also in every single like nine eleven. Government, uh, government-based yeah. show, and this one, he this one takes place right now in about 1998 is what we're seeing, and it's the first um, warning signs of the 9/11 attack. So it's kind of showing you how the U.S. government was working with you know uh, the U.K. and trying to figure out all these threats that were happening leading to 9/11. So I highly recommend if you have Amazon Prime, definitely watch the show. It's really, really good. Um, because they take some of the same ideas where, um, you like the first episode has like Bin Laden in it, but it's obviously not an actor playing Bin Laden. They just used real clips of him, oh, wow. but they made it look like, you know, that they're talking to him because he's the back of him or something. So it was very, very cool how they did it. Um, and I really am just enjoying it because again, it's around how did the U S know about nine 11 before nine 11 and, and what what, why didn't they prevent it in a way? Right. right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's very, very good. I think I'm on episode five right now out of eight or nine episodes. When but, was it from uh, the show? 2018. So oh, it's, okay, it's well. not too old, um, but it's really good. So if you have Amazon Prime, definitely recommend giving that a watch. The Looming Tower. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's got a really good cast in there as well. Um, I watched Totally Under Control one more time. Uh, my brother wanted to watch it again, and my mom hadn't seen it, and my girlfriend hadn't seen it, so we watched it, and they were furious throughout the whole you know, process of watching this, and I really enjoyed it again, second time. Uh, Halloween's coming around, so I obviously had to put on Scream. Um, can't go a Halloween without watching that film. I'm surprised it's not on many streaming services yet. They think it's only on Amazon Prime. Uh, but I have the collector's edition of the Blu-rays, so I just put that on and love watching them. What studio released Scream again? It was New Line. New no, Line. Uh, no uh, Dream... No, it was, it was New, it was New Line. Line but Dimension. It, Dimension, that's it. Okay, Dimension. I was going to say, because who, who owns Dimension now? Because I'm like, you don't really see yeah, too Dimension's many... Gone. Dimension was... Wasn't that um, um, what's his name? Part of the Weinstein, his brother, know. his yeah, brother. Yeah, it was the, it was the Weinsteins. Yeah. yeah, it was the brother, not Harvey, but the other Weinstein. Uh, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, he was he was the one for Dimension because he was the one that helped make get Scream out there. Right? Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I was gonna say you don't see it often, like uh, re like. Uh, re-released or there's no like 4k version or it's not streaming anywhere no scream screams rights are very interesting yeah but it's owned by uh bob and formerly used by bob and harvey weinstein that's yeah. bob oh, weinstein. great um yeah so scream uh again i hope we see like a 4k copy of this come out i mean with a new one coming out i wonder who's is it warner brothers doing the new one then i guess look at these are all great questions you've asked. yeah we'll have to find out someday yep. <laughs> um <laughs> so there there was that and then uh obviously our review for borat subsequent movie film is up i watched that actually three times three times yeah, i watched it three times now so i Man. watched it um right when it, like right when we had the screener and then i watched it again right after on when amazon prime came out with it then i watched it once more with my girlfriend paramount pictures releases uh screen five. The new one? Oh, interesting yeah. paramount Paramount. Very interesting. So that that was my uh, yeah that was my uh, my week of films. What about you, Daniel? Uh, for myself, uh, yeah, as I said, I've been watching The Mandalorian, uh, Borat, subsequent uh, subsequent movie film, subsequent subsequent movie film. Uh, watch that. 
uh, once, and then I kind of went on a rabbit hole of Sasha Baron Cohen, like interviews and stuff on YouTube, as we were talking about at the beginning of the show. And I, I forgot to put it here, but I was watching a bit of Who is America as well. Um, I watched Casino. Uh, my dad looked at me one day and he was just like, I want to watch Casino. And I said, Sounds let's, good. Let's, let's make it happen. So we just watched it beginning to end. Just, just, just like that. I'm surprised you're here because that's uh, it's quite it's a long film. Again, I think the first three hours of Casino are great. Yes. Personally. <laughs> it's the last seven hours that really drag That really drag it out. Uh, yeah. No, I think the last hour and a bit of Casino is just really, really slow. Very slow. Um, but I think everything leading to it, it's a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also watched a film um, called Let Him Go. But we cannot talk about it until November second. Yeah. So I'm going to stop myself right there. So, so I'm going to say, here are thoughts when that yeah is a thought when that thought is a thing, and we or can talk l- about it after l- the let embargo. it go till November. <laughs> but it's called let him go. Yeah, but I'm trying to play on the words. So. Let, let let me go. Let let Anthony go now with his movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I started off the week with From Dust to Dawn. The uh, you know the George Clooney. Quentin Tarantino, Rodriguez film, horror. It's such an interesting film. Like, if you went to into this movie thinking this was going to be a horror, first, like, half of it, it just leads you into thinking that these guys are just trying to escape um, the United States because they just robbed a bank. And it leads into this ultra-crazy vampire-esque... <laughs> vampire bar in Mexico? Yeah. And it's just something completely opposite of what the first half was. Yeah. You, you wouldn't expect it. I used to watch it a lot as a kid. That's a really great, yeah. I that's watched a great it. Film to watch I watched it like three or four times as a kid. Yeah, well, but then I, I the realized the mannerisms and like the 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 world uh, Quentin and Rodriguez was were creating because you see George Clooney's character. Um, uh, I forgot his name. Something Gecko Gecko. I think his last name's Gecko. Um, he goes to Big Kahuna Burger. Yeah. yeah, and he brings his brother, who's played by Quentin Tarantino, some big Kahuna burger, yeah. burgers. They're or, really building the world of it, right? Yeah, and there was a sheriff in the beginning of the movie who dies. He's also in Kill Bill. He's also in Kill Bill. So yeah. I don't know how when this takes place. <laughs> yeah, um, but because Tarantino has like two types of films, he has like his realistic movies, and then he has he makes movies that people in his movies would go watch. So I think Kill Bill is one of the films that. A character like in Pulp Fiction would talk about. Right. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. And I forgot he wrote the script for this movie. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the That's first... why there's all the feet in the film. The majority is just feet, yeah. Feet and the dialogue. Yeah. Which becomes lazy further, like, later, later on, on in the movie. But in the beginning where, you know, the, the sheriff and the, the, the convenience store owner are talking about, like, just uh, something that's happened in town. It's just this interesting dialogue that has nothing to do with... The movie, but just it's so Quentin Tarantino. There's a rhythm to his. There's a rhythm, and there's like a, it's just a style of his writing that you know right. automatically. You're like, oh, here's pop cult, pop culture references. Now we're talking about sex. Now we're talking about this song. And it's like what? Like it's like very Tarantino esque. Yeah, you know. So I put that on. I watched that. I watched the uh, the three deaths of uh, Maricela Escobedo, which is a documentary on Netflix about a mother who is trying to convict the murderer of uh her daughter and her journey and how she's gone through this type of like the three deaths almost like this reoccurring reliving this moment trying to put this person away and trying to find 
um, the killer mm-hmm. to put away is it's it's an interesting documentary. It's a film. It's not a series. It's one. It's like about two hours, but it's it's actually really really shocking what this woman had to go through to get her her justice. Interesting. So um, be aware there are a lot of subtitles. It's all in Spanish, so you have to read. Where did lots you of- watch this? Sorry, uh, this was on Netflix. Oh well, okay, Netflix. Um, I finished off the third day with Jude Law and and on so HBO. Through it, eh? Yeah, it was it was an interesting story. Um, there was a the, the the whole root of this this um, show is really about family and like who takes care of who. Um, everything else is some weird stuff that happens on this island. I encourage you guys to watch it. I did not watch the live stream that it was supposed to accompany this. Um, I just watched the six episodes. Okay. The three episodes featuring Jude Law and um, the other three episodes that features actress. Um, uh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Naomi. Not, the uh, uh, Naomi Campbell? No. Naomi what? Scott? No. She's in. She she's up. Uh, uh, she's the. She's Jasmine? in James Bond. She plays Campbell. No. Um. Yeah. She Naomi plays Scott. Naomi Scott. Is it Naomi Scott? She plays um. Money Penny. Money Penny. Yeah. Is it Naomi Scott? No, it's not Naomi Scott. Naomi. Yes, yeah, Naomi Campbell. No, it's not. Naomi Campbell. Oh, so Naomi Scott is Aladdin. Yeah, Naomi Scott. Naomi Campbell. Uh, is a supermodel. Yeah. It's probably not yeah, even. Naomi oh my god! Why am I? No, it's. Oh my god! Because she was in Moonlight as well too. Yes. Yeah. It's actually, I don't think it's Naomi at all. Yeah, it's not Naomi. I have also finished watching Lovecraft. Naomi Harris. Naomi Harris. That's, That's it. it. It was, was Naomi. one of the Naomi's. More none of the ones that we said though. No, no. I was, I knew. Oh, I was like, oh. Um, finished watching Lovecraft Country. Did not like the ending to the story. Oh, really? Interesting. Because yeah. it was the finale last. It week, It was the right? finale, and it just there was a lot of like plot holes and. No explanation to how these things have happened oh, on the screen. So it was a J.J. Abrams ending? Yeah. <laughs> Makes it, sense. It, so the whole grand scheme of it, I really enjoyed the whole narrative. Right. Of, of magic, horror, yeah. racism, real events that have happened in the past, and trying to tell this cohesive story and make it interesting. But the ending just didn't... It just didn't make sense to me. Sure. It felt rushed. If just certain aspects of it just didn't feel right i think that's a recur again i love jj abrams i think he's one of the most talented directors working today but he also has this thing where he'll create these amazing like mystery boxes of films and shows where it's like oh like this is really interesting i wonder how it's going to end and then you get to the end of like lost or um the rise of skywalker and like other things we're just like oh okay ending wasn't as strong as what preceded it or the questions that it raised right leading to it right right i don't think this is the ending of this like i think it'll come back i, I think was gonna it, say season two do you think i think so it did get like really high uh views for that last episode it did get a lot of high yeah. views. Yeah. i heard like it broke records so that's that's good i just there's i have a lot of quite i don't want to spoil it for you but there are a lot of questions that maybe once you guys watch it we'll do like a an, a series recap of sure. it um because it is a it's a groundbreaking storyline because you've never seen something like this on screen before. Sure. But I'm it, excited it just, to watch. It just didn't feel right. Uh, the Good Lord Bird. I'm continuing to watch that. Really enjoy it. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Spooky. Spo- well, not so much. Netflix's uh, sequel to or second season to 
the haunting of uh, Hill House. Hill House. Uh, the haunting of Bly Manor takes place in the eighties, and it tells the story of a uh, uh, an au pair that goes into this manor to take care of kids that have recently lost their their parents, and it tells the story of all the people inside this manor: the groundskeeper, the uh, the 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 nanny, the the chef, mm-hmm. and they all have their own interesting stories. And it didn't feel as scary and spooky as the first one. I heard the first one was really scary. And the first one was really scary. It had really crazy moments in terms of like sinister feeling. It's also family based. Yeah. Because it, everyone was connected. It was this family that was connected by this house. Right, right. Um, and it was a death in the family. Yeah. And even the the father was there. I think the mother had passed, from what I remember. But this storyline just didn't... It didn't feel spooky enough for me. It didn't feel like the first season. Are you done it, sorry? Yeah, yeah. I, I went through it. I, it, it, it. It's not a bad show. I just expected more from it. Sure. I think that's what I was hearing, that a lot of people were saying that the first half of it the show mm-hmm. wasn't very scary but a big setup but then it got better towards the end i don't know if you felt that as well so episode five of this um series tells the story of the live-in nanny or that uh, i don't want to call her a butler but like the person who takes care of the house not the nanny she's the person who takes care of the house sure. and her story because every character in this house has a has an episode we'll say um her episode was the best because it cool. had a lot of twists and turns but it also was confusing on how and what these characters, how they relive their memories. Um, but it just didn't feel spooky enough. There wasn't like any real dread and real sinister. It just, it just more felt like a creepy, a creepy atmosphere. Yeah. And okay. the ending of the last, uh, the last episode of The Haunting of Hill House, th- the problem with horror films is they always end very like, oh, there was, it's all, it, it makes sense now that they weren't really evil. They were just trying to protect themselves. There was mm-hmm. never real, yeah. like, I want to hurt Like, you. this is a sinister being. I'm only doing this because this is my house type of right. thing. I'm only doing <laughs> right. this because I lost a child. Or right. So there was no sinister feeling that I was, oh, that, that didn't, this movie just, or this series doesn't feel right. So, um, I put on Stir of Echoes. Starring Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon has starred in a lot of horror films. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the first Friday the 13th, for those of you who yep. didn't know. Um, put that on. I put on Fantasy Island, which was awful. Uh, that was a 2020 I blue. tried watching a bit of it as well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so bad. It's so not even a horror bad. film. It's not a horror film. No, it's not. No. It's just stupid. It's a bad, bad film. Yeah. Um, I First time, actually, going back to Stir of Echoes, first time I watched Stir of Echoes, really, really good. Oh, nice. It was really good. It. it was really good. Um, and then I put on John Carpenter's Vampires, um, starring James Woods, who plays kind of like the white version of Blade. Interesting. And he goes around killing vampires with I, his squad. But I'm not a fan of James Woods. And he was in Casino, too, and I'm, I hate him in Casino. It was, and uh, he's a Trump supporter. Is he? James Woods? Yeah. No, yeah. He's not, oh, a, he's not a very nice person in real life. No, he's a huge Trump supporter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, Did you say you watched Green Room? Did I put that in there? Oh yeah, I missed that. Green yeah. room. I didn't like that either. Green room. Green room. Green, green room, room with, is uh, Patrick Stewart, right? Patrick Stewart oh, and yes, Anton yes, yes. Yelchin. Yelchin. Yeah. Um, Yel- no, Yelchin or Yel- Yelkovic. Yelchin. Yelchin. Yeah. Yelchin. Who's it? 
Anton Yelchin? Oh, what? Elton Yelkin. The late Elt- Anton Yelchin. Elton Yelkin, yeah. Yelkin? Yel- is it? I thought it was Yel- Yelkin. I thought it was Yelkin too, yeah. Yel- Yelkin. Oh, Anton I thought Yelchin. it was Yelchin. Yelchin. No, Yel- Yelkin. Yelkin. I mean, I would know because I'm... Russian. What is he? Russian? Yeah, I'm Russian. <laughs> I think it's Anton Yelkin. Yeah, I didn't like it either. It got really good reviews, but I just... Yeah. I didn't care for it. It, it, it The story takes place... It's a, a... A rock group goes into this... Oh, neo Nazi yeah. bar, and they get caught in this murder, and it they released have to... after he passed away, did it not? I think it was, it was one of his last films before he passed away. I think it could take this uh, is 2015. 2015. He passed away 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel horrorish. It just felt like body, you know, body gore. Ugh, not, not even body me. gore. It was just it was shock value. Shock yeah. value. It didn't. Yeah. It wasn't scary at all. There was tense moments, of course. Like when you're in a a bar that's run by. Nazis, you're trying to get out. That's I heard. All it I is. heard that'd be the case. Um, so yeah, going back to John Carpenter's Vampires, awful film. Do not watch it. John Carpenter's Vampires. Okay. So growing up, um, I always remember seeing this trailer in front of movies that I would rent. And it would always play this this John Carpenter's Vampires, and they would show like James Wood hunting vampires, and like I always thought about it. I never watched it until. I saw it on Prime. I'm like, okay, let's give it a try. Was he, is he a vampire too, though? No, he okay. plays the White Blade. Okay, that's you know, oh, like Blade. That's James Woods of all people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays Wesley Snipes. He plays a trashy Wesley. Snipes. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I watched. I mean, you 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 got a good, I, a decent number of films in there. I'm trying to, to put, talk about our topic. Yeah, today. I'm trying to put some horror films in there for the horror episode that we're going to oh, lead oh, into. So we're gonna start our topic of the show, our favorite horror mascots. Thank you, Shay. Um, <laughs> um, why don't we start off with you, Shay? We'll do a roundtable. Who, like, what are the, what are, what are your favorite Halloween movie mascots? You know, just just growing up, um, for me, it was it was definitely watching Ghostface. You know, I I, I loved watching the Scream films. I pretty much grew up watching them as a kid. Um, one character as well that really became a mascot for me, and I mean, I guess there's not much of a franchise to go off of, but I really enjoyed the the Headless Horseman from Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, iconic, I iconic, very, horror. and just also menacing. Like you're telling me right now, there's someone on a horse, like a chasing me with a flaming pumpkin, and they've got no head. And then I remember watching the Tim Burton film with the Johnny Depp. Yep. Yeah, Johnny Depp is in it. Yes, and Christina Ricci, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I really like that movie for some reason. I think it's because it's just so eerie. I just I just remember seeing posters of it at Blockbuster all the time. Yes, and one it, of those. it was one of those movies too. And uh, you know, it really stood out to me that character. But um, but for me, definitely Ghostface. I think was was the one that I associated myself with the most. Not like as in like I found myself in him. Right, right, right. But as a horror movie mascot, like that's who I look at. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Like anyone could be the Ghostface killer, right? That's it's the thing. it's a title. It's like being. Like being Pope. Superman. And that's what they kind of alluded to pretty much or, in the first or, one, right? That's the idea behind it, that it, it was two people in the first one. Right. That was such a twist. Such a good twist. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's two of them? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like, I love the Ghostface Killer because it, it's this, I don't know if it's like a mentality that you just want to, you know, put this face on and like take revenge on people. Yeah. For like petty or revenge, create even. chaos. What I think it's scary too with Ghostface is that like, when when you think of like when you think of Ghostface, like there's no like supernatural powers. 
no to no. him either right and i think that's what makes him such like a scary character too because or like, her or her it's a persona it's something that people could just put on the mask and do and commit these heinous acts and it makes it scary because i'm just like oh like it makes it more believable that way yeah right and there there are every ghost face killer has like some sort of horror movie it's like this pun where they they themselves are playing the villain that they always want because it's like in part two, they pull a whole Friday, Friday the 13th on us with yeah. Cotton's mom being one of the killers. Right. Right. right? right. So it, it's again, it, it, it's if you and, and that's the idea behind the film. Right? It's meant to be an homage to all the great horror films. Yeah. And I think that's why I love that those films and that character more is because it's a film lover's version of a horror movie. Right. That makes sense. And like even with his name, uh, J- Jamie. Jamie Foxx's character. Oh, Jamie Foxx. J- Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. God. Oh my he God. plays What's the horror lover. J- well, I forgot his name, but he plays because he, he works at the video store, right? Yeah. So and Matthew Lillard too is great, and um. Oh yeah. Too right. So yeah. he was in the, the first whole, one. The yeah. whole cast is great. Great cast. Great cast, and I can't wait for another Scream film. Yeah. I think Scream Four was great too. Yeah. You I, know what? I like when I look back at it now, like. It could have been worse, but it was actually pretty good. Yeah. He played Randy. That was his name. Of the Randy. Yeah. Randy. And he gets, you know, yeah. randied. Mm, well, yeah. Did he die? Yeah. No, he doesn't die. He, dies he in the doesn't second die. One. He lives. Is uh, getting randied mean you die? No. And the I, second one is when I he, just when did he, a shank oh, yeah. to shave. He, so he gets pulled into the van in the second one, remember? Mm. And that's where. Yeah. There was the second one he died. Yeah. When he's talking on the phone, he's like yelling. Yeah. I like it. Let's move on to uh, Daniel's favorite movie mascot. Uh, I'm. I don't know why he sounded so like passive aggressive there. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge like horror movie person, as I've said on the show before. But uh, I want to give a shout out to um, Pennywise, and I want to say Pennywise only because when we think of like the it the it franchise for so long, it wasn't really part of the like the the minds the the psyche of. Mm. the world Mm -hmm. and then we have the trailer for it that came out in the summer of 2017 yeah and that trailer became one of the most watched trailers of all time in in i think 24 hours i think it, it may still have one of those records and it just literally i remember us watching it and like me messaging shay right away and being like fuck this this looks terrifying oh yeah big time and um, I remember going to watch it in the theaters and that was a big deal because I'm like, I'm going to go watch this movie in theaters. Like, let's, let's, let me see what the, the hype is all about. And I remember it being scary in a good way. Like being like, oh, like, oh, that's spooky. That's, that's really good. Yeah. But also the cast is just phenomenal in that film. But going to Pennywise himself, um, terrifying, absolutely mm-hmm. a terrifying embodiment of a clown played miraculously and beautifully by Bill. Uh Bill Skarsgård, the son of uh Stellan Skarsgård, like he he brought such a terrifying just being to this performance. And I know there's a lot of makeup and and CG help too in in aspects, but I think when you when you look especially at it chapter 1, it is such an accomplishment of a film. Right. And I think Pennywise has now become in pop culture a lot more relevant and people think of it and i think for for even for younger generations like you go to hot topic you see pennywise shirts you see pennywise like is everywhere now and i think um that summer too is when we were starting to see the clowns everywhere you know what i mean like the clown remember like there was like the online 
thing of like oh like yes there the was clowns. A, there was a lot of like um like viral marketing in a way you could yeah. say but it wasn't but it, but it was just, but it. it was just random people dressed up yeah. as clowns yeah and, and we were we were at, at fat right we were at we were at um universal, universal. studios and we did the halloween tour oh, God. and they were and they, clowns were, yes they the it was a mid it was a late night tour that they did in the middle of the night and I literally got, at the bates motel <laughs> yeah at the bates motel. we got there and uh that they were just dudes standing with chainsaws and they were clowns yeah. and we didn't know what the, and it's America right so we don't know what's going on <laughs> like no, that could just be people is this real yeah, yeah no but it was also scary because there's literally on the news there was a fad happening like people remember yeah. that like oh there's people dressed up as clowns random causing clowns chaos just like with balloons yeah. and, and, and pointing and, at you and that trailer was like the kickoff of that fad you know mm, what I mean yeah. like so I think Pennywise has become like so embodied in our culture now because of that and because of what he does like to kind of embody our fear Right. Stuff. I wish chapter two was more memorable to me. Like I could watch it chapter one and be okay with yeah. it. I don't yeah. need to watch chapter two. Um, but I think what they accomplished with Andy Machete accomplished with um, it chapter one was just amazing. I felt that the second chapter weakened the character of yes. it. Like yeah. it didn't, he didn't feel scary as much. No, he kind of turned into like a monsterish. You yeah. Know? Like you don't see, you lose that, that, he also isn't in it as much either. Yeah. No. There's there's scenes in it though that he's terrifying. Like the scene of like the old lady and yeah. the scene under the bleachers. Like there are those moments where in the first movie it's like you just see like like you won't notice it, then you see like a face behind somebody like in a painting, you're like, Oh my god, there he is. Like, yeah. like there are those ones that make him really scary. In the second movie, he felt almost more like like comical. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt like a little bit more comical. But, yeah, definitely. Um, um yeah. Pennywise. Fun fact about Scream, I just realized it, it came out in December of 1996. Wow. Wow. That's an interesting time to release a film. So 25 years next year. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, December. Uh, Scream, the new Scream is going to release in January 2022. And, and in Canada, Scream 1 came out in January. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, for An- Anthony, you're up. For me, um, Freddy Cougar. Oh, yeah. Because Freddy Cougar. He will kill you in your dreams, mm. and he will fester on your your psyche almost, like your your deepest fears, and make it reality. God, my teachers just killed my dreams. They didn't kill me in my dreams, yeah. though. All I right, feel bad keep, for you. you yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on, please. Uh, going but, <laughs> but yeah, no, Freddy Cougar, like, dude, that that guy, like, his face, his his hands, guy, his Robert England, right? Yeah, uh, child killer. Dies. <laughs> child, sorry, Mike, we're not laughing right. at child killer. Oh, by no, way. no, the character. It was just the way you said it. Child killer. He is a child killer. Yes, yes. He dies, yes, he and then he we do not comes back that. and kills more people, but yep. in their dreams. Um, man, he had some really interesting and creative ways of 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 killing his victims. Yep. The whole like. The hand out of the bed. The yeah. Remember Johnny Depp? You yeah, probably seen sucked right in. Sucked right in. That was like, his first movie, I think. Johnny Depp's first movie. I think so. Yes. Yeah, he gets um, sucked right in that bed. Like that. You see his claws coming out. Of, like the the bathtub too is another iconic one. Dude, it's like, how do you escape your dreams when you're like trying to stay awake and you have to fall asleep yeah. or you're going to die yeah. if you fall? And they did the whole Simpsons episode. Yeah, that's what the there's a Rick, Rick and Morty episode that does it as well, where they, you know, it, it has a very inception type of elements to it sure for sure as well um another one that comes to mind that's not the first person you would think of in terms of a horror um 
mascot is alien yeah yeah um definitely alien the and i would say more the first alien ridley scott's alien which is that sci-fi right or like i don't know what what's happening the whole friggin stomach scene Mm -hmm. the hunting this alien does and takes out the whole crew Mm -hmm. um i recently I i would say like five or six months ago i watched it in 4k wow what a fantastic like to this date that movie looks fantastic and it drives you like yeah. it, it really does there's if you ever get the chance look up some of the behind the scenes footage and how they shot things that movie pioneered so many different ways of doing kind of like um like jump cuts right. and like practical effects effects it's really really impressive what they were able to pull off with the budget that they had right to make you just be like holy shit this is scary and it's funny because you say that with the budget they have and you know a lot of movies when they have these shoestring budgets they do some of the best practical effects easily yeah that you could think of because they're like let's make this that we have to shoot this and make it actually real and i think just horror movies in general typically have smaller budgets yeah right and it's like at the end of the day like when you think of like a movie like uh friday the 13th or like uh, even saw or saw or nightmare on elm street the concept of them is not very intense they're not these these giant creatures these cg creatures it's just very just it's the fear of like the idea of what could happen to you that makes it all the more scary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right that's why i really like it follows i don't know i know you guys have i literally almost put on the other day it's such a unique there's because there is no real villain there's no real like horror character in this like a figure figure, but there is a, a sinister horror element to it that it it, it just lingers there and it right. and, and it's part of this movie throughout the whole from beginning to end. Um, I encourage you guys to watch it. Yeah, I, I, I like, probably will. It's see so it, so good. I, the soundtrack's great. It is so unique to one. It's just unique to the the whole how this villain is passed on mm-hmm. so i would encourage you guys to watch what else like who who, who else comes to mind when you uh you I, think? I mean i would think of what we talked about a lot michael myers obviously yeah, of course. Um, yeah from of austin course, powers yeah <laughs> um and from you know the love guru i think you know his performance love guru was was horrifying terrifying and i think that this movie is awful Scared no but uh movies ever again. you know we talked we talk about we talked about michael myers already uh, from the halloween franchise and i think he's um he he's he's menacing because you don't really know what he wants, you know? He's just out there killing women. Just an unstoppable mm-hmm. force. And I, so, I, I've seen, obviously, the 2018 one, and I've also seen the Rob Zombie ones. Oh, interesting. And the Rob Zombie ones I saw in theaters, and I absolutely hated them. They were such gore torture porn. Like, there's scenes of, like, just flesh being sliced yeah. by a was, blade. Was that in the, were they in the 90s or 2000s? 2000s. Like yeah, 2005. The 2000s had that, that, like, oh, let's do a gore fest. Yeah, you know and it mean? was, and, and obviously it's Rob Zombie of all right. people, right? What's so, his last name? Yeah. Right? So it's, uh, it's, those are awful. But when you, when we and I, you know, I went to go watch the 2018 version, mm. loved it. Loved the 2018 Gordon one. Green. Yeah. Right. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Danny movie. McBride. Danny McBride. <laughs> like, yeah. So makes total sense. I I I'm trying to laugh. I think um there's a lot of like these like unknown ones that, you know, you, I remember as a kid I would see them, but I don't think anyone I know has watched their films. Like I think about Hellraiser or um Pinhead, for example. He's the the villain from that. Yeah. Never seen Hellraiser. No. Don't think I ever will. No. But I always just remember seeing his face and being like, Why does he have all these pins on his face? Yeah. 
idiot. You yeah. look dumb. He so growing up, have you ever like go to go to Blockbuster and like go down the horror aisle and see if you can like I would do it all the time, all the time. Try to I, see I the always, box yeah. covers and maybe like look at the back of the box covers to see if you can like handle. What this what's gonna happen movie? yeah all that's what we had to do you know all dude like i would always go i would be so afraid to go down the horror uh, horror section because yeah. i would find something that would be so scary that i would put me to like nightmares at yeah, the end yeah. Of yeah. chucky yes. used to scare the shit out of me yeah. like chucky is another one that the like, chucky with with the the he's about to cut the head of the, yeah the, the doll the, pop-up uh, the, doll. the, the jack-in-the-box yeah. the face it's like hit chucky was a character that terrified me there was a show growing up it was like an rl stein show the nightmare room which was like goosebumps, mm, yes. but way scarier. Yeah. And then there was an episode with Shia LaBeouf in it, and he was playing like he had this My Buddy doll, and I had the same doll, which made it even scarier. And like this doll basically like was turning Shia like into into a doll. And it's funny because like the dolls were played by uh, Dylan, uh, and like the kids from Zach and Cody Sprouse. Like, oh, Dylan Sprouse and, Dylan and yeah. Cody Sprouse. Yeah, like, and Sprouse and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like it was just it's just funny seeing like all these like oh they're so known now but like right. they did these like random shows friends random too yeah yeah um, but yeah so like that that show used to scare me um, one that's like she's not really I would say like a horror is like I would consider misery like a horror like thriller mm-hmm, though it's Stephen mm-hmm. King um, Annie Wilkes mm-hmm. played by Kathy Bates. Um, she is terrifying. She mm. is so good in that film. Have you guys seen Misery? Mm-hmm. No. You haven't seen Misery? Misery is one of my all-time favorite like horror films. Um, or I, I horror thriller. Horror thriller. Her and like he, James Con. Like James Con plays a writer. A writer. Is he a horror writer? Or just he's like he's just kind of like a he just he just writes like these big like I always think of him almost like a Stephen King type. So he kind of yeah. writes like horror. He just writes novels. Novels. He's yeah. a novelist, right? And basically, he's on a trip, like to kind of finish his, uh, to finish the last chapter of his book, and then he gets into a car accident, and she saves him. But basically, she's keeping him hostage in the house, yep. and like she like starts off so like, so like prim and proper, but like when you see her start to break, she is so terrifying. Mm. And I think she she was nominated for an Oscar. She won. She won. She won an yeah. Oscar. Yeah. She won an Oscar for that role, and mm-hmm. it's like it's crazy. I love when you see genres of film that don't typically get recognized recognize mm. right and and misery is one of those uh, phenomenal films and i think um was it rob reiner who directed it i don't remember i, I just remember i remember watching that as a kid and do you mind if i spoil so- i know it all about yeah. Okay. rob reiner yeah rob reiner and she has to break this guy's well she just breaks Woo! this guy's legs and i'm like oh, oh my like that's all you dirty bird. because it was just so real yeah like it's like this person could could really be out there yeah and any like super fan yeah. could probably do the same thing to keep their their it's, favorite writer actor whoever in their house. Yeah, they'll the break way, your legs. The way she broke his legs is to this day like like makes me like like cringe. Also, like I think just Stephen King films as well. Like in the eighties, like I watched Cujo growing up a lot. Cujo was terrified me. Um, <laughs> and Silver Bullet was another one too that Silver I Bullet was great. I liked Silver Bullet I like, a lot. The villain in Evil Things, which is the devil, mm-hmm. is another Stephen King film. <laughs> oh, yes, just the devil. But, like, the devil, you know, he's such a... He, I forgot. I think Max von... Uh, von... Von Satan? Von Shadow. The, the, the guy from The Exorcist, the priest from The Exorcist. Oh, yeah? He plays the devil in this, I believe. And it's just the... the 
a, the story of this devil who has a store in town who gives you th- trinkets that he ha- somehow possesses a part of your soul. Sure. It's so good. Um, what about uh, Candyman? I'm not I'm not too familiar with the Candyman other than I remember seeing the the covers at Blockbuster. Yeah. Um, but you know, scary from from what I understand. Yeah. You know, walking around with a crowbar, I believe. He, I think he has like a hook hand. Hook hand. But it's like in flesh. Yes. And he, there's bees. Yes. And it all. It My all, two greatest enemies. <laughs> it flesh all, hands and bees. So the, the really grounding story is it's about racism and like his, his how he became who he was. Right. Like, because he was killed and now he takes revenge on. Yeah. And he, there was bees around and all that stuff. Um, Interesting character. I'm looking forward to. The Nia Nia Costas, yeah. yeah, because it's going to really play on that part of him growing up and becoming Candyman and affecting all the other people yeah. in this in this story. But and another film with Yahya Abdul Mateen the second, like, yeah, and he's just killing it with these roles. What else? We got like a couple of more I, minutes. Uh, I always so you know growing up um, in middle school, I really um, got interested in you know going to see scary movies with my friends. So I remember I went to go watch Saw. Saw. And I loved it. I think Saw is so phenomenal that I ended up watching all the other ones in theaters. So the first one I didn't watch in theaters, but the rest of them I did watch in theaters every time they'd come out every October. And the Jigsaw doll, even though that's not really the killer, it's yeah. still such an iconic, iconic. character now. Iconic I mean, you sure. look back, you see the spirals, you see the laugh, you hear it all, and um, like, do you want to play a game? Like, iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. it's it's in such a short time they've done such an amazing thing with that character, and whatever happens with Spiral, we'll we'll see. But from the um, book of Saw, from the book of Saw. But I but I'm very interested in how it goes. Uh, question for you guys: Do you guys consider Hannibal Lecter to be a yes uh, mascot, movie mascot? For yeah. sure, it has to be. Yeah. Okay. The sorry. guy fucking ripped off someone else's face from his face, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's like that's, that's Leatherface. Is that too? That's horror. Do you guys consider the missing screws from the roller coaster in Final Destination a horror movie? Man, Final Destination, I think, is such a good movie. There it is. is. It's, it's it is. It's a unique. Is it's again? It's one of those unique films that I remember watching. I want to say four in theaters with my friends. Oh, okay. Um, and I in that was one four the one where it turns out that it's technically in the nineties. Or was that five? I do, honestly I don't remember. I just remember okay. a couple of. I remember some roller coaster deaths. I remember um, a guy who gets sucked in the bottom of a pool. Okay, that was four, I think. Then. I was yeah. four, yeah. So it's again, it's another one of those like horror films that just like let's do something different. Let's get, put death around every corner somehow because you it what that what that movie does really good that series is like subversion. Yeah. So it's like oh you think it's going to be that electrical wire that's hanging down there? No. It's going to be the grate at the bottom of there. There's going to be an alligator waiting. For yeah, yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they just, they kind of put you off. They did a good way in that. I remember in, in part two, there's a moment where the guy is in, in his apartment. He's cooking and, like, they highlight the knives and everything. Mm-hmm. But then he has to get out of his apartment. And he goes down the, the, the ladder, the escape ladder. And he's going down. And then he ends up falling down the frame. He's like, oh, okay. And then the ladder, like, comes all the way down to his eye. The escape ladder, and he's like, and it stops. He's like, oh, okay. And the ladder just ends up going through yeah. his head, anyways. It impales him. Like, oh, and, I, and I think about in part one, you know, you have Sean William Scott in that one. You have the kid who played Casper in, in Casper. <laughs> Casper. You know, Casper. Iconic. The, he's a friendly ghost. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think those films are, especially the first one to me is really damn good. And then I, I watched part three in theaters. Um, and two is actually really good too. But then the rest got kind of weird, but I've heard, I think it's five is the one where the story ends up becoming a prequel, but you don't know it until the very end right. of the film. So I thought that was very unique. There's a lot of horror films now that I, I, I like, I think of ones that I, they try to like, again, I haven't seen like unfriended. There's like, there's, there's so many that come out, especially in the early part of the year between like January and like March that just kind of come and go. You don't mm-hmm. even realize them. They're like, oh, what was this movie? Yeah. What was this movie? Yeah. Dropping the hat. Were you and, going somewhere with that? No, I was just, oh. I was just trying to think because there's, there's such like, not just, right. just horror films, not necessarily yeah, yeah. mascots, but like. Just singular horror films that hope to become something bigger than Would you are. guys say like, other than like, because Pennywise is the most modern one, but is there any other like mascots that you would put in that kind of echelon of the other ones that we've already kind of spoken about? Are there any other modern like mascots? Well, Leatherface, any- I think, is pretty big too. I don't know if the the Scarecrow from Jeepers Creepers was and ended up being that big, but I remember when Jeepers Creepers came out, it was a pretty and that Scarecrow is fucking terrifying. Yeah, looking. I would I would say it's a terrifying character i don't know if it's memorable he's not in the echelon though he's yeah. not in the echelon but it's terrifying yeah because he eats you yeah, yeah and he looks scary as all hell um modern like we'll I, say I the last leather face i put in leather face he's, he's modern because he's still coming out with films right right yeah because he sure and i mean the texas chainsaw massacre is the pretty big franchise. Yeah. And we got we saw that poster that in like the Yeah. And we, have, we have Jason Voorhees from the Friday the thirteenth films. Yeah. But so I, anything, I, I didn't I didn't recent. care too much about about um Friday the thirteenth. No, because they were all bad. They, all of them, all of right? them are bad. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at their ratings on night, there's not one good No. And that's not Isn't fair there one where he goes to like Manhattan or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jason, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason that's basically like a... Just takes Manhattan. And this takes Manhattan. Is it something like that? Some I literally was just watching a video, um, like a YouTube channel, like that they do. Were they like dissected? It? Dissected. They were talking about Freddy versus Jason, and they're like they're basically <laughs> so saying how, like how they were trying to do it for so long, but Jason was uh, New Line, and then Freddy uh, Friday the Third. Sorry, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Street was Paramount. Sounds about right. Um, so like there were different studios, and then uh, basically. The f- uh, the fifth Jason movie, well, Friday the 13th movie, was so bad that they basically ended up selling the rights, so they were at the same studio anyway. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, whatever the fifth one is, ends with a teaser of like Freddy grabbing like Jason's helmet, right from like from the he- from hell or whatever like that. And then ten years later, they did Freddy versus Jason, which yeah, again, not a good movie. It's at all. not because yeah. it it cheapens the characters, man. Like I watched the fight between Freddy and it's like. The one it's almost the, like slapstick. The lake water? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, when it was Freddy versus Jason yeah, in the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. there was so that stupid, fight. Yeah. I'm like, so dumb. And like, then like Freddy like was like shh at the end as he's walking away. Like, it's dumb. very stupid. I I and they did remakes for those films, which were not good at all. I remember I watched um, Jason X, mm-hmm. and this is that's a space Jason. That's the one that's who's on Mars, right? Space one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if they actually ended up getting to Mars, but they're trying to. They're in the spaceship, and they. I remember I only rent reason I mentioned it is because my grandma loves horror movies, okay? Mm. And this had just come out. I remember at Blockbuster. And obviously, I'm a naive kid. I don't know. So I'm like, oh, this is part of the Friday the 13th movies. Because my grandma doesn't speak much English. So for her, horror movies are great because it's all just tension. Just visuals. It's all right? visuals, right? So we put it on. And she's she she looked at me and she's like, just 
turn it off. <laughs> it was <laughs> no, that stop. bad. Yeah. She couldn't understand what was happening in the film. That's how she, awful this movie was yeah. for her. And I remember being like, this is so stupid. Why is he a robot? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's well, a lot. Yeah, of, like, this, it's, it's interesting because I think when we think of horror films as well, like the 80s were such a an iconic time they were a great for, time them. for them yeah and then the 90s weren't so kind to them and then even the 2000s they've kind of changed to the gore fest and i think it's only now we're really starting to see this it's a resurgence of like let's make really great and scary films and also let's do things that are unique like hereditary and midsummer and things yeah. like that where it's like let's take them in a different direction yeah yeah i think they're doing a really good job now of focusing less on the gore which became a really big thing in the 2000s and focusing more on the actual scare. And the scare doesn't have to be a jump scare. It no. just needs to, like I never get scared burn. from a jump st- yeah. scare because I'm over it after a few seconds. Yeah. But the lingering thought yeah. from a movie like Hereditary or Midsummer that stays with that me. That thing that stays with you, even I think a paranormal activity, you know, they made a million of those movies right. after, mm-hmm. but the first one and the second one, Seeing them, so good. genuinely scary films that make you unsettled in your own house. Yeah. And I think that's such a powerful thing. If a film is able to do that, you succeed. Yeah. And like Conjuring, Sinister. Yeah, Annabelle. They're, they're, they're giving you a different element of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard to make a horror film. Like, yeah. Because when you really look at it, after you've watched it, you're like, that's not scary. Yeah. yeah. It didn't feel wrong or yeah. it just didn't leave like this this imp- was supernatural sometimes right, right. that you you that suspend that disbelief yeah. sinister like they did that they did that uh, test that said sinister was based on like people that scientific test of like based on people's heart rates is one of the scariest films and i remember i watched the first 30 minutes of sinister and i was like this shit is like well yeah it's sinister it's dark it literally lives i'm like i can't i don't want to watch it's this. the idea of a family's family home videos on film no and you put them on and it looks like you're watching like someone's home like life and it looks real and there are elements you know that the hanging of the family in the yeah. beginning awful or the the thanks the, for bringing that what up. is it the um the lawnmower scene yeah where oh, you just see like this yeah. lawnmower and it's dark and it's just, and it's just roaming terrifying Scott and you, the camera's pointing at the grass and all of a sudden someone's like body's there and it yeah. just goes over and uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Great Such a, another yeah. horror movie person. Yeah. Who's a horror movie actor who's yeah. always in these these movies. And I think we think of like <sighs> Sam Raimi as well, too, who's iconic director for the films that he did. Scott Derrickson, yeah. who did ended up doing Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. Uh, I think of a film that it's not it's not available digitally anywhere, but I remember watching, and I really, at 1408, doesn't get a lot of love, but I really love 1408. Mm. Like yeah. John Cusack and um, Sam Jackson. Have you guys yeah. seen it? Yeah. yeah. Great film. Yeah. Really good film. Um anything else? Any like I know we got the Exorcist, yes, and we got like There's so many. There's, there's so, so many, many like classic yeah. ones, but I think the ones that stand out to us are the ones that, you know, obviously we want to talk about. And I think unanimously we all really loved Ghostface. And again, that's because we grew up at the time when that mm-hmm. character was big. And I just again, as film lovers, for me personally, that is one of my favorite horror movie icons that's out there. Yep. Yeah. So we're going to move on to our trivia question. Ooh, trivia. <laughs> I don't know. When you started singing it, it almost sounded like you were singing it in the, the melody. Of, no, yeah. of like, like Tiny Dancer. Like, trivia, a time movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hold so, me closer, trivia. Oh, that's really good. Thank, oh, thank you. <laughs> Elton John, everyone. Terrifying. And Very Rocket scary. Man. He's Rocket Man, Man is my scariest. Yes. Stuff. So trivia for you guys. 
what is the name of the demon in The Exorcist? And I'm going to give you oh, thank God. multiple Damien. choice. Of the demon? Of the demon. And you said his name was... Damien? Damon? Damien? Well, I'm going to give you the... Give the, give the I'm going to give you the names yeah, first before you... Is it alphabetical choice? It's alphabetical choice. Alphabetical okay. choice. Uh, letter A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Number A. Bagul. Okay. You were close, Shay. Letter B. <laughs> Number B, what? Beluga. Um, is uh, Pazuzu. C. Valak. Or D. Bathsheba Sherman. You know what? A lot of that I already forgot. So <laughs> A. Bagul. Bagul. B. B. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. C. Valak. Valak. D. Bathsheba Sherman. Now these are all demons from movies that so I've googled. Oh you googled some demons, eh? Yeah, these are all demons from other movies. I've brought a curse upon my family. You sound like you, yeah. I'm gonna say D. D. I was gonna say because it sounded, it almost sounded like like a uh, like, like a, a demon. Like a demon. <laughs> so again, this is the, it almost sound like like a, like a like a something out of like the book of like of Job. the Exorcist. Remember, you know? this is this is the the demon that possesses. The uh, girl. I'm the gonna girl go with, in I'm the gonna Exorcist. Go with, I'm going to go with Valak. Valak. I'm going to go with D. Zabumafu, I think it was. But Shiba Shabazz. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind of sounds like Shabazz for a second. Yeah. But no. Um, you both are wrong. Uh, oh. Dun, 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 dun. It's Pazuzu. Uh, I, thought that was, I for sure thought that was when he made up. No. There, I was like, Zabumafu? I've never uh, Valak, Brothers? Did, no. <laughs> I think uh, Valak was... I pulled Valak from... Um, I think he used to work with a Valak. Valak, I think, is from Conjuring. Ah, okay. Uh, but and Shiba Sherman is, I think, from Sinister, and uh, or Bagul is from Sinister. And uh, he's actually my my deli. He runs a deli yeah. down the street from me. And I I, I forgot where Bathsheba Sherman comes from. Shiba Sherman, I believe, is a fashion designer. He's uh, a, they make great shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pazuzu is the demon from The Exorcist. That's why I didn't want to really mention The Exorcist in this. Uh, uh, oh yeah, uh, nobody kept shutting it down. Like, ah, yeah. fuck The Exorcist. Exorcist no, but no, then no, you're no, going to be like, like what's the demon's name? Yeah. It's gonna why would like, I ask that? <laughs> the devil? <laughs> Just say the hey, devil. What is the demon's name in that movie? I hope it was a trivia question one day. <laughs> That's a great question. That, that was, was this time with the movie podcast. I hope you all enjoyed our movie mascot episode um stay tuned for next week's episode which is all which is going to be on apple tv plus apple tv plus uh we'll probably be dead by then because halloween has just passed and it's november 1st yeah november 1st (laughs) um yeah please follow us across all our social feeds as well too at the movie podcast on instagram and twitter don't forget we will be having a giveaway for antebellum on instagram on tuesday so the day after you're listening to this episode. So um, tomorrow. So tomorrow or October 27th. And that giveaway is going to run from the 27th. Uh, and we'll announce the winner on next week's episode. And we'll give them the, rev- the digital code on the 3rd of November. So make sure you're listening. Make sure you take a look and see what you have to do to enter the contest. Because it's going to be really great. That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.